Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 45 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Tonight, we are talking about mastering your workshop. We are very excited to bring you this special training, followed by a Q&A session where we will be answering your questions. First off, we have Joelle Croteau-Willard with us. Joelle attended the PSI courses in 2012, and because of the power of the workshop as a tool, she then dedicated herself to personal growth and being the PSI Area Director of Alberta, Canada. This amazing woman speaks four languages, and her passions are surfing and traveling the world, and I'm very honored to call her my friend. Joelle, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Kat. Hi, Joelle. So excited to have you doing this podcast. I don't think I could be more excited. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you. Okay, awesome. So absolutely what you shared um, about me dedicating my life as a result of the workshop. Um, being able to speak about the workshop is uh, such an honor. The workshop, I believe, is one of the, if not the most important tools that we teach at Sci Seminars, and oh, is it a uh, an intricate and infinitely powerful tool. So uh, I want to dive in, into a little bit of the context around what workshop is used for and the value of it. So Napoleon Hill, uh, the amazing, amazing author of To Think and Grow Rich, in his book, Outwitting the Devil, talks about two different categories of thinkers or of people, okay? So he talks about being a drifter versus a non-drifter. And he talks about what constitutes a drifter is when we go about our lives and, and we literally do not use our mind in a conscious, intentional, purposeful way. And so we are drifting through, which usually leads to our minds being used by other people for their agendas, their dreams, and um, really uh, just drifting through. So there's no intention being practiced. Versus non-drifters are some of the most uh, uh, successful leaders on the planet. They are all about optimizing and using the mind for our dreams, our purpose, and focusing on what it is that we want and optimizing our mind as a tool. And so the basic seminar uh, that we go through the three-day process we, where we learn the workshop, okay? The workshop then is a tool that we can optimize our minds and the power, the in infinite power of our minds. So this is linked back to Thomas Wilhite, who is the founder of Sci Seminars, um, where he talks about our lives and our results are a direct result of the pictures that we have in our minds. So everything that we've attracted, created, and um, that we have is a direct result of literally what we have been seeing in our minds up until now. And so the workshop is a tool, like I said, to plant seeds. So if we're thinking of a farmer, if we're thinking of a gardener, and, and we think of, okay, well, what happens when we don't plant seeds into a garden? What happens when we don't plant seeds into a plot of land? I used to think, well, nothing happens. It's just nothing happens. However, the truth is, of, as all gardeners and farmers will tell you, that if you do not plant seeds, there, there will be weeds. And so what happens when we're in that mode of not planting seeds is what we, sometimes what we don't want comes through most often, like the weeds. When we're in that mode of drifting, then negative thought forms take hold. And so it's literally the, using the conscious effort to plant our conscious mind desires into the subconscious and then going from there. So the, the, the 
uh, power of the workshop can be used for healing yourself from chronic ailments, attracting the partner of your dreams, attracting wealth, business deals, careers, inventing, creating inventions, healing relationships, experiencing for and 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 experiencing forgiveness. So um, those. Each section there alone, we could do just a podcast on each one, cat. <laughs> However, tonight it is all about powering up your workshop. So we're going to go into all of those areas briefly. Um, so workshop also, it, it can be described as a visualization technique, a way to practice visualization, a way to practice imagination and creativity, and it is a meditative technique. So whether or not it is a meditation practice, that would be dependent upon your definition of meditation. For someone who is a highly, highly practiced meditator, um, I would say they would most likely argue, eh, not so much meditation, because we're actively using the mind, we're actively focusing our thoughts and directing our thoughts, which meditation is more so around clearing the mind of thoughts. However, it's an internal process and extremely meditative. So there are a lot of benefits around that as well. The how-to of the workshop is there's a couple very important pieces that are non-negotiables, okay? So first and foremost, in order to workshop and practice that tool, you must design your workshop in your mind. And so there's no way of getting around that it's literally the container, the space of your choosing, of your design, of infinite possibilities of creativity, of how you want it to look in your mind. So it's, it's where you get to go when you close your eyes. So that's the first step is designing your workshop. You really only need to do that once. How many times you design and redesign your workshop is up to you. I personally have only designed mine once and I've used it now for the last seven years and it works for me. So you know, design is first step. Second step is getting clear and focusing on what is the definite goal? What is the perfect end result that I'm going to workshop right now? And so each time I workshop, I focus on one thing. Now, that would be my recommendation. However, so it's, it's before you go about it, it is actually defining, okay, what is my clear picture, perfect end result that I'm going to put up? in my workshop and focus on. Then thirdly, you're going to go into your workshop and visualize it on, on your screen, which we'll talk about when we build your workshop in a moment. And there's different, there's one piece of what you're doing with that. That's very important. And that's feeling and connecting it. Okay. And then the fourth piece is literally repeating and repeating and, and getting into a consistency with your practice. So the design of the workshop is again, in the basic seminar, we build your we build the workshop. You build your workshop over the three days. And so it is an it is an intricate process where there are different nuances and so many different elements of all of the design. However, for the basic mechanics of how it works, uh, what we can get into on this uh, 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 in this teaching is picking your con picking your place, picking your station, picking where when you close your eyes, where you go, what you see. So for some people, it is a, a beach. For some people, it's the mountains. My recommendation is to focus on, in all of your experience, the most relaxing place you've ever been, whether or not that's, that is a beach. For other people, maybe it's by a lake. Maybe it's in their living room, in um their meditative cove, you know, meditation cove of their home. Um, really, it can be it can be your office. It can be your bedroom. It, like I said, there are no wrong answers, and it's whatever comes to mind when you first ask yourself, okay, where where do I love to go? What is relaxing? Think of it as your own mental internal relaxation station that you are going to go to to retreat to in your mind and get some work done. So once you pick your passive scene, it can be a passive scene in nature, it can be a corporate building in London, it can be a submarine on the bottom of the ocean. So once you land on that, just pick the first thing that comes to you. This is, you got to practice the decisive and just going with it. Um, and so you land on your area 
Mine is a beautiful beach villa on the coast of the southwesternmost tip of the island of Java, where I grew up. It's one of my favorite surf spots, and it is a zen for me. It is just everything about it is zen. And, um, and so then you, then you look at, okay, well, what, what building, what place, what, is, is it a room? Is it a home? Is it more of an office structure? Is it wood? Is it made of concrete? Is it all glass? Then, then you design and you create, you imagine, okay, what do I want this place to look like? What you need is a porch. So you pick one side of the building, you have put your door on it as you would any building. You have your porch and you have a light. You have a light, a porch light. Then um, when you go into your workshop, for again, for the purposes of what the, the basics we're going to go over today, just in borderline designing your workshops, because there are people who have not done yet done the basic seminar listening um, tonight. Basically, the what you need is a, a desk. Okay, so put in a desk, visualize whichever kind of desk you want. You have your chair. And then the most important things, okay, however, whatever other furniture you want to put in there is great. However, you need on that main wall that you can see from your desk, a large scale screen. And it can be a movie screen. It can be a, a big TV. It can just be a white pull-up projector screen. It's really whatever you want. Again, that's the theme. And um, so with that, that is, those are the main components that, that uh, you need. And so um, how you get to your workshop for me is I close my eyes, I bring myself to that beach scene and I just visualize myself walking in, waiting a minute under the light. And the purpose of that porch light is it's, it's cleansing you from any stress or negativity or anything that you don't want to bring into your, your workstation okay your workshop and so just staying there for a minute and then walking in and so that's really the only purpose of the porch light so those are the main components that's it um so once you have your workshop then it's going into okay what is the bringing to mind the goal bringing to mind the perfect end result you are in your workshop you're visualizing that on the screen now the two main components is visualizing the end result Okay, what you're doing, maybe you're leaving that job interview, you're on the street, you're feeling how, how amazing you feel that you rocked it, you nailed it, you're so proud of yourself, and feeling overjoyed, connecting with it. it it's, it's the first piece is visualizing the perfect end result, the picture, but the second piece that, that must be in place is feeling the emotions associated with it as if it was already done. And so connecting emotionally is is absolutely a huge piece of it it cannot just be you seeing it on the screen you leave your workshop it's seeing it on the screen and feeling it inside of yourself um and then that's it so however many times you do that for however long we can go into that later um around my recommendations with that so i want to dive into my favorite next my favorite piece of the workshop is how I have used it and that I, I am absolutely enamored with is around the healing component of how it is that I have and that there are countless endless stories of people who have healed themselves in their minds and our alumni who have healed themselves in the workshop of their minds. Okay. So I want to reference the documentary called Heal. So this documentary Heal, H-E-A-L, is available on Netflix. Now, when I did my, my basic seminar, it was not available on Netflix. This kind of information was a lot less widely available, even just seven years ago. And so in the documentary Heal, there is uh, a man, there's a doctor on, on there that talks about how he healed himself from a broken back. So Dr. Joe Dispenza is who I'm referencing. And he had a broken back. He was basically told that he would never walk again. He was told that he needed an extremely severe back surgery. He had six compressed vertebrae. And what he did was he visualized and reconstructed in, in his mind every single vertebrae, every single section of his spine, and literally visualized him, himself healing for 
two to three hours a day. And in 10 weeks, he was able to heal himself and he was back training and running. And so that, you know, doctors presented with that is, I don't know how to explain that. I don't know what happened. This is, wow, what, what just happened? Um, sometimes for people who heal themselves in this way, they go back to the doctor and, and you know, what they get back is, well, I must have misdiagnosed you. Um, and so, because it literally doesn't make sense to the logical mind. And yet, if you are struggling with a story like Dr. Joe Dispenza's, okay, who now he has dedicated his entire life to the, exploring this phenomenon that he experienced, um, you know, my question to you is, ask yourself if it's possible from a place of, hmm, okay, have I heard of the placebo effect? Do I believe in the placebo effect? Do I doubt the placebo effect? Am I willing to lean into the fact that the placebo effect is used in clinical trials to test the effectiveness of treatments in drug studies? It is a major piece of the pharmaceutical industry. And what are these people healing from? Sugar pills, for an example. That's one kind of placebo effect that they use, right? And so... It, when you when, when when the placebo effect is examined further, what we look at is well, what is what exactly is happening? How can we explain it? Well, what's happening is that groups of people are accepting and believing that, that they are receiving a treatment for their ailment. There's a hundred percent. Oh, okay, I'm taking this pill. They have no idea it's a sugar pill versus the other group that is taking the actual drug. And so then, what's happening next is their own internal autonomic nervous system, nervous systems are kicking in and activating that specific healing response needed for whatever ailment they're in treatment, quote unquote, for. And so if, if that is actually what is happen, happening, then, then how can we practice this without any of the medications? And so um, it's a totally different take on healing. My story is uh, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and uh, about a year before taking the basic seminar, I was off and on of disability. I was in extreme pain. I was, um, I was not rejuvenating at, rejuvenating at night. I was having extremely poor quality sleep. I would wake up. I would have enough energy for the first one or two hours of my day. And then I would be bedridden for the rest of the day. I might have enough energy to eat, have breakfast, shower, and then that would be it for the day. I would be uh, uh, done, basically bedridden. Uh, uh, and so I was off and on of disability. When I had a flare-up, I was on muscle relaxants, painkillers, sleep aids. And it wasn't until I came into the basic seminar that I had an idea that hmm, maybe I would be able to um, heal from this because coming into the basic seminar, I was told, and I believed you have fibromyalgia. There is no cure. Do yoga, take these drugs. And it's a lifelong ailment. And so coming into the basic being introduced to the mind body connection through the workshop, I took the tool, visualize myself healing, visualize every single cell in my body being replenished, being purified, being, uh, healed and energized. Okay. I did this for two minutes at a time, five minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time, three to six times a day, immediately starting during my class. And what I also ended up doing with my sleep, and this is great for anybody who struggles with sleep, lack of you know poor quality of sleep or not being able to go to sleep very easily, waking up not feeling refreshed, which is actually quite common, um, is what I would do is I would workshop myself right before I went to sleep in bed. I would visualize myself falling asleep. And before I literally visualize myself falling asleep, I would tell myself in my workshop that I was about to have the most restful, rejuvenating sleep, and that I would wake up feeling refreshed and ready to go. And um, I, I took that on as a part of the practice. And then every morning I would wake up and, and, and repeat, repeat, repeat. Okay. So three months later, I had my last flare up. 
and I never had a pain flare up ever again uh, since then. And so that is uh, over seven years now. And I was able to get off all of my prescription medication in about uh, five months after that. So to me, that is, it's unbelievable. It doesn't make logical sense. And yet that is my story. And so there are other, you know, there are other pieces to it. There are other graduates. I have a graduate that I know of PSI seminars alumni who healed his back. It wasn't a broken back. However, he had a slip disc and he, he heard about my story, started workshopping himself and healed his slip disc, no longer needed surgery and went back to rappelling and rock climbing, which is extremely intense on the spot. I mean, he couldn't, he didn't think he'd be able to rock climb or rappel ever again in his life. I have another alumni that recently actually just within the last two weeks had a goal to cure her skin from eczema. And she didn't really believe it was possible. She just said, Oh, I heard other people use this for healing. So I'm going to give it a whirl. And she set 16 hours of workshopping hours aside over the course of a little bit under 90 days. And in 16 hours of workshopping, she took pictures of the before and after and her eczema is gone. Her skin is clear. And the initial picture, there were bumps and um, redness all over the patches that were uh, affected. So that to me, I mean, I almost fell off my chair when I saw the pictures. And I know another alumni who had needed a heart stint and after two to three weeks of workshopping, he went to the doctor and the doctor said, I don't know what has gone on here. However, you no longer need your stent. And so there's, you know, when you search, you will find more and more evidence of more stories like this. And so in short, the only way I know how to quote unquote explain it or, you know, kind of put a, put a label on it is workshopping healing is it's like that internal light switch that, that you are accessing to activate your own body's internal healing response. It's taking through, through taking internal pictures of illness, seeing that illness, okay, and also understanding that, oh, well, now I'm flipping it and converting it into internal pictures of wellness. And so that's kind of the, the breakdown of it in short of what's happening, but it's also important to note that like I said earlier, with, with workshop being meditative, a meditative practice, we close our eyes, we go inwards. Um, that in itself shuts down the fight or flight response. It turns on the rest and repair mode immediately. It calms and relaxes the parasympathetic nervous system just as a side effect of, of closing our eyes and bringing ourselves to our workshop. And, and when that's happening... Like meditation, okay, the, the pituitary gland is activated and is releasing oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, relaxin, endorphins, and your cortisol levels are lowered. And so that also in itself, that's, those are just side effects of using it as a practice. So moving away from the healing component and into wealth, we have graduates who have visualized themselves, okay, so my recommendation for wealth is looking at, you know, visualizing yourself on your screen, getting that deal. How do you feel? What are you doing? What is your next stop after that meeting? And you got your, you know, a uh, huge next client, $1.4 million deal signed, bam. How, how are you feeling with that contract sign? Visualizing yourself, experiencing the feeling of getting that job, nailing that interview. And not only can you use it for those sorts of, 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 of experiences? You can also focus on when you are in your mind, we have had graduates who have invented and patented amazing products in their workshop. So they've invented them. They came up with the ideas in their workshop and then brought them to life. Okay. One of our graduates literally invented one product, blew up the home shopping channel, and then invented an entire other line of products and got a major, major deal on Shark Tank. So, right, we have, we have, I mean, that's mind-blowing, mind-blowing. She's creating her own empire. We have a graduate who, going back to the job example, he was fired from his job. 
So he was doing other work in the meantime, but he really wanted to, you know, it was not on his, on, it wasn't his goal. He wanted to work for this company. And so while he was working other jobs, he was workshopping. His number one focus was getting rehired by that same company. And he had a logo. He had the company logo on the bottom of his screen and he would visualize himself walking back into the building, sitting back down, doing the job that he had, his great relationships, feeling that experience. And guess what? He got rehired by his company. And, um, you know, so it's, it's literally about not only visualizing you with that money that you want. Let's say you want to focus on wealth and, and, and financial goals. It's not just, oh, you with a bunch of money. Yeah, that can work too. However, I would say take it a step further in what do you want to do with that much money? What do you want to do specifically with that amount? Picture yourself buying that home for your mother. Picture yourself, you and your mother crying of happiness and jumping up and down and experiencing that, the perfect end result versus, well, what is the face of the client that signed that deal? What is the how? What is the mechanism? That part is not a part of workshopping. It's the perfect end result that we focus on. So in the mental side of, of, of it all, it's linked to professional athletes who use this. Michael Jordan, he was quoted, this is synonymous with him. He played the game twice, once in his mind, called the court of his mind, and one in real life. And so it's, it's playing with that in, okay, professional athletes are doing this, and, and you know, how can I implement it? Because we have professional athletes and semi-professional athletes who come through the basic seminar currently right now. And their testimonials are, man, I get paid to use these tools. And yet I, what I learned in the basic seminar around visualization and the how and the framework that you guys teach, this blew up their entire visualization game. What they were doing previously was nothing compared to the way we framed it and the way it's taught over the three days as a technique. So hugely important stuff. And the last piece that I want to talk about is relationships. So, and I want to focus on the results that I've created around when I was single wanting to attract the, my life partner. Um, and so this is for people who are single, who want to attract their life partner. It doesn't matter what is your sexual orientation, you know, gender, any of that stuff does not matter. Focusing on, okay, oftentimes we come in and we get into a lot of personal development. We write our list. These are my 25 characteristics. These are the traits that I want in a partner. I want them to have, make this much money. I want them to look like this. I want them to be this tall and focusing on the package, focusing on the external, focusing on all of these you know, the, how they look, how it looks. I want them to be blonde. I want them to be blue eyed. I want them to be brown, brown eyes, so on and so forth. And I would say, move away from that completely because the workshop is about connecting with the feeling. So that would only be the picture. So let go of that completely. We don't workshop people's faces in the workshop. And what I mean by this is that's focusing on another mechanism. It doesn't matter if you believe that John, your neighbor, is the partner of your dreams. That might be one-sided. <laughs> so let go of that and focus on writing a list, maybe for the first time, of how you want to feel in your relationship. How you want to feel. What are the characteristics that you are experiencing? Love, joy, support, unconditional giving, absolute commitment, you know, fidelity, you list what all of the experiences that you're having, and then you workshop that. So what I workshopped was before I met the man of my dreams, who I'm so happy and proud to say, I'm going to be marrying in, um, goodness, uh, in a couple days, it'll be a month, it'll be 30 days. <laughs> so what I used to workshop was myself next to my partner, and I'm attracted to men, and so I pictured a man's torso. I did not picture the head. I, I didn't look at the head. I didn't see my head. I focused on the my torso, their torso, and he was wearing a blazer. I couldn't see. All I could see was the blazer. I couldn't see, you know, what his ethnic background was. I couldn't see uh, size, height, you know, really much of that. It was just the torso. And yet what I workshopped was how I felt, feeling that. And that was a huge game changer for me. 
night and day. And so um, I would say for people who are in relationships and they're working on better relationships, they're working on so now stepping into a different category. They're working on how to feel forgiveness or how to break through with a difficult relationship pattern or um, how to have a difficult conversation with someone you value deeply. I always say, have that conversation first, workshop it in your mind and workshop you saying everything, visualize yourself saying everything you need to say to that person and visualize it going extremely well. Visualize the positive outcome, visualize how you want that relationship to be. You guys are back, you're hanging out, you're spending quality time together. There's positive energy. You know, the, the relationship is mended, whatever the personal the, the, the perfect end result is with that relationship. And Dr. Michael Beckwith talks about this. He talks about feeling forgiveness and experiencing forgiveness first in the workshop of our mind. And even though we might not be there in life, in real life, when we leave our workshop, we may still experience that. But in our minds, that will bring us closer to the process of forgiving as well. So again, it's, I mean, infinite for all of these categories. <laughs> We literally can do one you know, session on each thing. It's like insane attempting to pack it all in. So relationships, I, uh, you know, uh, that to me was hugely transformative. And uh, uh, I want to finish the teaching aspect here with the keys, the main keys to workshopping, to powering up and mastering your workshop. So I'm not speaking from a place of I'm a master. I'm speaking from a place of I am committed and on a path of commitment to the practice called mastering my workshop. And that's the first key. The first key is making it a practice. The first key is practicing with consistency, practicing on a daily basis, practicing literally buying into the value of this. And the time and length does not matter. Nobody is saying you have to start with an hour a day. 30 minutes a day. It's starting and doing two, three minutes a day, twice a day, three times, adding, 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 right? It is a practice. And so like going to the gym, it's not, well, I went to the gym and worked out once. Why am I not, where's my six pack? Obviously that's laughable in the physical body. And so why do we expect it to be different when we're practicing the gym in our mind, practicing a new tool? Well, it's exactly the same. Second key is being open and willing. So Thomas Wilhite, you know, he, uh, he when, when introducing tools and techniques, he talks about how he's not here to say, hey, oh, trust me and believe me. No, he talks about how, no, these are the tools. My, my challenge to you is to prove me wrong, to prove that they don't work. And, and he says, you don't have to believe. Now, in an ideal world, the truth is, the more you believe and you lean into the belief that there is much evidence that this works and flow with it and just go with it versus being in resistance and focusing on how, you, you know, you don't believe it or you have a low level of belief, okay? Thomas Woolhite talks about you got to be, as long as you're open and willing, that's all that matters. You're open and willing to practice and play. And... As long as you're open and willing to practice and to lean into the belief that there's evidence that it does work, then you're good. And ideally coming from actual belief, 100% belief, I'm going to lean on, hey, I want to create and use my workshop. I believe it works. That's an ideal situation. However, also not mandatory. So listen, the, the, the last key is you know, once you're workshopping, once you're using this as, as a tool consistently with, let's say, goal a okay it's then in, in real life it's going and applying in a different way and what i mean by that is listening to your intuition thinking differently about your goal being open to opportunities that may be presenting themselves okay and putting in the work from a place of it's not oh this is you know you master and you power up your workshop and then you just sit on your couch that's not personal development. That's, we have to actually put in the work, get off the couch, go out and seek out our perfect end result and then watch what happens. Watch how, how much quicker things line up. Watch how much quicker things are coming to you. However, you've got to be out there in the arena getting dirt on your face in the process 
being lifting the weight and, and actually doing the work to go after your dreams. So, Kat, I'm ready for some questions. Awesome. You packed a lot in there. Uh, before we go into questions, I just want to take a moment for everyone on the call who has not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in clarity, vision, and using your workshop to its fullest, the PSI Basic Course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. And for the results you really want to create in your life, at the basic, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs, discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The basic is an experiential class where you'll be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you really are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. Again, if there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself in your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. Now for some questions. First off, from SZ, does someone need to guide or speak directions in order to initially create or change their workshop? Okay, does someone need to uh, listen to guided directions or so on and so forth? I would say absolutely not because you are the one creating it in your mind. So whether or not you're just leading the process in your own mind as you go, you can create a visual and erase with an eraser and start again and move your, however, you do not need anything outside of yourself. You don't need an external voice. You don't need someone telling you how to do it. You don't have to set it up in the way that you initially did in the basic seminar or you have to keep listening to my voice. It's literally once you know that it's you creating it, that's the beauty of it is it's accessible anytime and it's not reliant on any outside factors. So absolutely not. Next question. Next from JE, how can I make time to meditate in this hectic world? Ah, that is such a great question. And I would say, you know, my experience with that is, I also struggled with that, and I think that's a very common struggle. Um, and so the best way that I know how to make time for it and, and how I started doing this, like I shared, was everybody goes to bed and everybody wakes up. <laughs> it's this beautiful thing that we do every night called going to sleep. Now, depending on what times, some go to sleep at 1 a.m., some wake up at 5 a.m., right? And so that doesn't matter. I would say the easiest way to implement the time is to do workshopping as you lay in bed, or if you don't want to do it laying down, then you're sitting on your bed about to go to sleep and lay down um, and doing it then. And then once you wake up, your alarm goes off. You can give yourself five to 10 minutes just before your feet hit the floor to go into workshop then. So you make it synonymous with Okay, when I go to bed, when I wake up. Um, yeah, that's my first recommendation as a first step. Next question. Great, next from VD. How often should I use the workshop to see some sort of results? Oh, this is a great question. This is a great question. So I would say daily. Now, for some people, that's, that's a lot. Um, however, it might be a lot if, if I were to say 32 minutes to an hour daily and you're currently at zero hours a day. And so it's edging it into your schedule bit by bit by bit, putting a calendar invite that repeats every day at a certain time. You go into your workshop for three minutes, for five minutes, um, that you stay in your car, you park, right? And instead of hopping out, you arrive to work five minutes earlier, arrive to the office office and you just workshop for that time. So it's creating spaces um, to do it. However, daily is definitely the recommendation because one of the most important pieces is letting go of this sy systemic social conditioned value of boom, 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 immediate gratification, immediate gratification. Oh, well, I workshop two times for, you know, 
three weeks in a row. And why haven't I met the man of my dreams yet? <laughs> Sometimes we get so impatient and it's coming from a place of um, letting, like practicing, bringing in that consistency, even if it is five minutes a day, even if it is two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night, uh, every day. So it's the consistency. However, then it's also about letting go of the attachment to that instant gratification and just lean, like trusting that it's coming to you. And um, that's a piece that I like to add to it. So yeah, next question. Next from NE, what is the difference between people who get results from their workshop and ones that don't? Great question. Great question. I think that the biggest difference between people who are experiencing results in their workshop and those that are not, probably a couple things, one of a couple things. So first of all, I would say being more committed to the immediate gratification and looking for evidence that it doesn't work than trusting it and letting go and having it work over time. I think that some, it, it's so easy to give up and be frustrated because sitting down and going inward is not comfortable. It can be very uncomfortable for some people, whereas some people love it and look forward to their workshopping time every day. So I think what would be the difference of, you know, what would lead to someone not seeing results is giving up on it and not being willing to grow their belief of, hey, what if it is possible? And then kind of selling themselves short and stop practicing it. Uh, some people forget about it altogether. They, they take it on for a bit and then you know, well, I don't know, I don't really see the difference. And then they give up on it. And so giving up and not practicing consistently, I would say are probably very common um, things that lead to not creating results. Whereas also, it depends on the story that we're telling ourselves. So sometimes I hear people say to me, well, I don't know how to visualize and I can't. And to me, when I hear that, I go, well, then that's what you're going to be right about versus I'm a baby at visualizing. I have so much to grow around that skill and I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to workshop even though it's hard, even though currently I'm finding that I'm not very good at it. All I can see in my mind right now is, is my living room. I'm not able to create a beach vision in my mind yet. And so it's, you got to be willing to be a beginner. So I would say people who have results, they trust in, in, you know, the process, they let go of the outcome. They're practicing consistently and uh, uh, they're understanding that they, they're willing to be a beginner. They're willing to, to um, be an amateur at this game called mastering your workshop and, and focus on repetition and, um, taking it on as a practice. Next question. Next from CF. Is there a best time of the day to practice this? Absolutely there is. So linking it back to what I spoke about uh, for when I do most of my workshopping, it's actually a, a, another way to answer this question is when I first wake up in the morning and when I'm going to sleep at night. Because the mind is in, in those times, at that time of day, in the least state of resistance. And if we take out the word resistance and put in our, you know, chatter is also a lot quieter, a lot more quiet at that time of day. So we're literally winding down, winding down, and then there's the least amount of resistance going on. And so, boom, absolutely the best time of day to workshop. Now, like I said, it doesn't matter if for you, you go to sleep, you're, you're a, a night owl, or you go to sleep at 8 or 9 p.m., 10 p.m. every night. It doesn't matter. It's just right before you go to bed and right when you wake up. And then that is also something that is when you're waking up, that's supporting you in setting your intention for the day. And, um, I love listening to a mentor of mine, 
Mr. Tim O'Kelly in the brilliant podcast that he's done. He's also done a different one on workshop of your mind and screen of the mind. And um, he talks about uh, basically during those times, let's say in the morning, you can set your to be list and how I want to be in the day in your workshop. Just like I was talking about how when I go to sleep, uh, uh, I have told myself, okay, tonight I'm going to have the most restful sleep. I'm setting that intention in my workshop before I go to sleep and close my eyes. Similarly, Mr. O'Kelly talks about in the morning using your workshop to set your to-be list because we all have a to-do list. And maybe we're workshopping the perfect end result of those. And yet are we workshopping and emotionally connecting with the intention we're setting for the day? Next question. Next from LM, how do I improve my ability to meditate and use my imagination? How do I improve my ability to meditate? Um, I would say that practice, practice, practice. And practice is one thing. Um, however, adopting the mentality and embracing the mentality of having a practice, which is why I've, I have said multiple times, making the workshop a practice is... Um, is huge because it's actually committing to getting better, committing to believing in your mind's ability and your own personal power that, Hey, as long as I keep practicing, I'm going to keep getting better and um, focusing on that belief versus oh, I'm not, you know, frustrated. I'm frustrated or I'm not very good at this. And, Ugh, it's hard focusing on I'm going to get better. I'm going to practice because it's like taking on yoga, going through a yoga class. Okay. For myself, I am a beginner in yoga. A lot of what I do is extremely uncomfortable on the mat in the practice. And yet what I've been noticing in over the course of, let's say six months, if I pan back to what I was able to do in certain poses in January that I am now able to do, and, and how I am now able to do those same poses in June, it's very slight. However, I notice a difference in, oh my goodness, I, am, I have way more ability in this, in this one move now. And so it's no different with the workshop. It's being willing to every day practice and yet at the same time be okay with the small, slight uh, uh, growth over time. Next question. We have a couple of variations on this questions for people who want to access their um, workshop in the moment, in the day. Uh, what are some techniques to help you get into the into your workshop the quickest? Okay, so going back to what I've shared about the basic seminar and all the intricate pieces around setting up your workshop. Um, there's, you know, we can do a relaxation cycle and then go into our workshop. We can go through different levels of our mind and associate it with like a rainbow meditation. Um, or we can quickly go there by closing our mind, snapping our fingers and literally seeing the workshop. So what I, the quickest way that I know how to get to my workshop, and it's actually really you know, 99 out of 100 times that I workshop, I go this way, <laughs> is I picture myself running on the beach where my villa, my little beach villa is, and I visualize myself running to my workshop because I am overjoyed, excited, absolutely uh, uh, um, just, you know, so energized. And, and I just can't wait to get to my workshop to do my work. So I'm already experiencing joy associated with going to my workshop. So that's the quickest way that I know is I literally run there <laughs> in my mind and then boom, I'm at the porch and then I'm, I'm uh, bathing myself in the, the white light. So I'm, you know, underneath the light, just literally seeing light go on me. Um, that would be a tip that I would recommend. And I think that also the great thing about running in that, ah, oh, yes, absolutely. Like the way that you would run into the ocean, if you're an ocean person, 
<laughs> if you're not an ocean person, this would not apply to you. However, the way I run into the ocean when I'm about to catch some waves, uh, right? I'm so excited. That, that could also change how you feel about your workshop too and the process of workshopping. So it's you are in control of how you feel about it and it's how you see yourself feeling about it in your workshop on your way there also. That could be a, a tip as well. So, yeah, I'd say that's the quickest way that I, that I know how. Next question. Great. Next from SK. How do I use my imagination to get unstuck? So I would go back to the initial how-to explanation of the most, the most important pieces while workshopping is focusing on the perfect end result. So when you have your screen up, so I'm, you're, you're very clear on, okay, I'm currently stuck. You can see yourself. You know where you're at. You know what you're stuck on. And so you seeing more of that and focusing on that or focusing on the actual obstacle where what we focus on grows. What the pictures of our mind, the pictures that we have in our mind are what we create. So it's flipping that, not worrying about what the solution is, not focusing on what is the mechanism, what is the how-to, how am I going to get unstuck, what is the answer, who's going to appear, what is the contract that's going to come in, who's my next client. Or It's focusing on what are you going to be doing and feeling when you are unstuck and deciding in your mind, oh, I am so excited. I am so happy and grateful and already experiencing it, which will attract the mechanism. Getting clear that you are 100% getting through this and that it's just temporary and then focusing on a goal that's next that you're going to be doing or what it's going to feel like once you have broken through that obstacle. Next question. You know, we have quite a few people on the call who have not yet done our classes and are wondering, you know, what, what is all this Sci seminars coursework? What, what is it? What, so some people haven't done any personal growth. Some people have. So I was hoping you could take just a couple of minutes and share about the series of classes that PSI offers and what makes it different from other trainings that are out there. Okay, definitely. So one thing that I love most about Sci Seminars is our track record that we have been around now. We are in our, we are in our 46th year of operation. And we, from the feedback that I get from our participants is that we do some of the deepest work in the industry. And so what I mean by that is the way that we go about our curriculum, first of all, what makes us different is it is holistic. So we look at growth. We don't look at it solely from, oh, we're, this is a money seminar. This is a wealth seminar about wealth consciousness, or this is for relationships. This is, we look at all aspects of human nature. We look at how are humans about connection and how do we better our connections? Okay. We look at the emotional side, relationships. We look at everything at once, the physical side, and we examine how do we go and go through and better understand our different levels of minds. And so our, our curriculum touches on conscious mind, touches on subconscious, which are very commonly known levels of mind. And even further, we touch on the superconscious, which also makes us different. In our leadership series, which is my personal favorite, shout out to all the WLS ladies and MLS men out there listening, okay? <laughs> the leadership series to me is, is, is phenomenal. It's the third of our uh, main trilogy. And you, you get to examine and truly get come face to face with who you are as a woman or man, because they're done separately. They're not that this training is not co-ed. And you get to learn, well, what, what, go to the depths, uh, the depths of what is my purpose and what is, what is my legacy and what was I put on the planet to do and, and how do I want to show up for my children and what do I want to leave behind me? And I, I know for myself, the, the depth of that leadership seminar, I did it uh, now. I've done it uh, six years ago. And I have six years. It's taken me six years of learning and growing and implementing that class. I have so much more to learn. It's a 10-year gestation period because of how deep 
that level work is. Um, size seminars, the experiential aspect, you are constantly up, you are moving in all, all of our trainings versus sitting and there's some sort of input process. You explore you. You are there to be with you. Nobody's going to tell you about you. I wouldn't like that. It's I got to tell and I got to learn about me and I got to see me and, and, and decide what I wanted to do differently. And so it's for lifelong learners. It's for people who, who understand that, you know, growth is a mindset and, and that literally it's a lifelong process. So, uh, size seminars, you know, what we do, we do have charity projects in so many of our centers. We, our philosophy is based on giving and the ripple effect. And that's a huge piece of what we do. We have a not-for-profit sector. We do trainings. We put people through our trainings for free who are at-risk youth. I mean, so many things that I'm proud of. And uh, Sci Seminars trainings are absolutely transformative and um, life-changing to the definition, to the definition of those words, Cat. Awesome. Yeah, it all starts with the PSI Basic Seminar. Again, you can go to psibasicseminar.com to get registered for a class near you. So as we're wrapping up the call here, Joelle, I was hoping you could give us just the key takeaway points again for somebody who is wanting to master their workshop. You bet. You bet. I'd say the key takeaways are remembering that it is this tool is inside of you. It is accessible at any time that you want and no one else is needed. It's literally you going inside and exploring and planting your own seeds of what it is that you want to focus on and that it takes a dedication. It takes practice. It takes consistency. If you look at all of the personal development thought leaders out there, okay, what most of them have in common is they have a daily practice of some sort. And this is the best daily practice I can think of in manifesting what it is that you desire. And when it comes to healing, like I said at the beginning of this, was for me, healing, I want to shout off the rooftops, off the mountaintops. Use the workshop. It is amazing because everybody deals with illness at some point in their life, be it a cold, be it something, you know, at some point. And if you aren't personally ever dealing with an illness, then you're dealing with a loved one. And and so the workshop in terms of healing, I feel like it is so undervalued. And yet time and time again is there for you to use that light switch and just flip it on and activate your own healing. So, um, yeah, and, and keep practicing it for all of your goals. And I would say, you know, if you are listening tonight, you have come to the right vehicle. Wow. You found Thai seminars. You're listening. Somebody recommended you to this podcast for a reason. And, 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 you know, we have a money back guarantee. Go to the basic seminar, experience the workshop and play with it because the results and the are, are literally infinite of what you can create uh, with this tool. And I know personally, there is no money money, no price, no value, dollar value that I could put on what I have created in my workshop. And so, and, and if you're a basic graduate or LS graduate or sci grad listening to this, then go back and re-audit. That's my best recommendation. Go back and re-audit, staff your local basic seminar and um, dive back into your workshop if that would support you. Absolutely. It's an amazing tool. And I didn't even realize your whole story around it and all the success that you've had. That is super powerful. Thank you so (laughs) much, Joelle, for sharing your experience and wisdom with us tonight. I couldn't be more honored. And I thank you. And um, I am like number one fan of the workshop, Kat. Number one, that might be debatable. Somebody might want to fight me for that title. However, I am so honored. Thank you. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the training, have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, July 9th with PSI 
Director of Training, Kathy Quinlan Perez, and we will be discussing choosing leadership. You can register now at psilive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the podcast tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night. Thank you all. Good night.